0: Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. Those who were here last night were a little slow to answer these questions, so we'll see how you go. If you were here last night, and there seems to be a few of you here um, don't, don't jump in, unless it gets desperate. <laughs> if death was put to death, what would remain? Life. Very that was quicker than last night. That was, that was way quicker. Well done. If death was put to death, what would remain? Life. Yeah? No more death. Just life, which is hard for us to imagine, isn't it? It's hard to imagine a life without death. But that is what we're celebrating here. This is what this is all about. That's what the empty tomb that we heard about in the gospel today is inviting us to consider life without death. When the coffin is lowered into the ground, it seems final, doesn't it? It seems like death has won. Unless you put your faith and your trust in the events of Easter. You see, Easter promises us that whilst death is still a part of our lived reality, we will all die. The, the, the power of death, the sting of death, the finality of death, Has been overcome, and not just our physical death. This is really important for us to understand. Not just our physical death. That's we're not just here celebrating the fact that uh, our physical death has been overcome, but also the death that we experience whilst we're still living. All that stuff that prevents us from being fully alive. everything that would want to rob us of our, uh, of our peace and our hope, everything that would want to get in the way of love and life, Easter says that all of that stuff that we carry, that we come up against, has been overcome. And that's what we've got to try and wrap our minds around as Easter people. Now, in the Gospel today, we heard that the disciples, the two disciples ran uh, to the tomb, Peter and the one that Jesus loved. The scholars tell us that the one that Jesus loved is supposed to represent us, right? And did you notice that uh, when the, the one who Jesus loved looked in the tomb, he saw the empty tomb and he believed. He didn't have all the evidence, he didn't see the risen Jesus, he just saw the empty tomb and something within him thought it's, it's true, that life has been overcome. And so the same is true for us. It's possible for us to hear about the empty tomb, not see all the evidence, but still believe. Imagine you believed, like deep down within you, that it was true. Imagine Imagine you carried this deep conviction, this trust that regardless of all the challenges that you come against in life, all the disappointments, all the hurts, all the loss, that you have this conviction that, um, that life and love and truth and goodness will always prevail. Imagine you had the same attitude as the psalmist we heard today. He's declaring, the Lord's right hand has triumphed. His right hand raised me up. I shall not die. I shall live and recount his deeds. Imagine, that's the kind of mindset you lived with, this conviction, that whatever you come against uh, is overcome already. And yeah, it might be a bit hard, but deep within you, you know that life's always going to come from this. Imagine, you live that way. Well, this kind of trust that life will always uh, win is the basic promise. It's the basic gift of Christianity. That's what Jesus died to give us, to make available for us, so that we could live in that kind of way. It's not just about when we die. St Paul today is speaking to one of his communities, and he's almost demanding... That they take up this way of life that Jesus has made available to them. He says, Since you've been brought back to true life, right, not any life, but true life in Christ, you must look for the things that are in heaven where Christ is. What St. Paul's saying is, through the Easter gift, what we're celebrating today, he's saying, You've been given a new capacity for life, you've been given a a power. Uh, a new new way of living. And so he's saying, stop living uh, as if you're powerless to all those old attitudes in you, those old behaviours. Stop living as if you're a victim to all the circumstances in your life because you're not. Embrace the true life that Jesus has made available to you. See, sometimes we can see the empty tomb and we might really believe it. We might really believe that Jesus has risen, overcome death, but we're not quite sure what that means for our life. Have you ever really thought about it? Have you ever thought about what uh, the empty tomb, the fact that Jesus has risen from the dead, do you ever thought what that means for you in the day-to-day? In this series... Father Cam and I, uh, well, it's been this week really Holy Week. We've been uh, we've been carrying a little theme, and and for those who've been journeying with us, you'd know. I hope by now that theme is to look to Jesus. On Thursday we spoke about looking to Jesus as our way. Uh, on Good Friday we spoke about looking to Jesus as our truth, the one who reveals truth to us. And uh, today we're reflecting on uh, looking to Jesus, who is. Our life, You see, what St. Paul is saying today is that the, what the empty tomb means for you and for me is that Jesus is now our life. Jesus doesn't just give us life like it's some kind of magic potion or something. Here you go, have some life. He is our life. Wrap your minds around that one. Here's what St. Paul says. You have been brought back to life life with Christ. So therefore, you must look to the things that are in heaven, where Christ is. Let your thoughts be on heavenly things, not on the things on the earth, because you have died and the life you have is hidden with Christ in God. And then he says it most explicitly. He is your life. He is your life. That's what we're celebrating today. Jesus is our life. And St. Paul makes it clear that if that's what we want, if we want to live this life of resurrection with this deep conviction that uh, death is overcome, then what we need to do is to look to Jesus. He is our life, so we need to look to Him, right? Because we can't make Easter happen. Some of us try, don't we? We try and be very good Catholics, (laughs) we try and be very good in our lives. And we sort of, deep down somewhere in our minds, we think if we do that, then God will look after us, we'll be blessed. But that's not how it works. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's important. We want to live well. We want to follow Jesus. But, but, but the salvation, this Easter life, is God's gift to us. And the only way we can receive it is by looking to him. It may sound simple, right? All right, I just got to look to Jesus. I can do that. But in reality, it's quite difficult. Because we are so busy looking at so many other things in life, are we not? The the uh, the image that came to me, the memory that came to me, is when I, I used to go to the Easter Show up in Sydney, and they had a a ride which I used to like to go on. I like rides; the faster and the bigger, the better. Uh, um, you with me, Beck? I think we're going to we're going to organise a pilgrimage to Disneyland uh, one one day. Um, uh, the ride was called the Gravitron, right? And you know how the Gravitron works. Uh, it's this round cylinder. It looks like a UFO, and uh, you jump in, and uh, you sort of stand against the wall, and it spins and spins and spins, and, and uh, eventually the G force is so strong that you just you're plastered to the wall, you know, and you try and get up, and you just like you're flung back, and some people are upside down and sideways, and um, it's fun for some. Uh, But inevitably, you become a bit queasy after it, right? You feel a bit sick. It's also called the vomitron, right? Uh, (laughs) Now, this memory came to me because it seems to me that so often in life, uh, we're living as if we're in the vomitron, right? We're in the gravitron. We're we're, we're spinning around, spinning around. This is our baptismal pool, so I'm going to use this as our, our little prop here. Um, we're spinning around, aren't we, in life? We're trying to make life work for us, right? And, and it starts kind of with small, you know, just small little things. We were in primary school and we, 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 we look to make some friends, we look to fit in, we look to, you know, win the the, the ribbons and uh, get the teacher's attention. And then, of course, in high school, we, we're looking to make more friends, aren't we? And we're looking to stand out in some way, so we look to be the smartest or the most beautiful or the best sports person or the most creative. And... Um, or perhaps the most odd, you know, the strange one. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we move on to uni and we look to find the right uni and the right course and get the right marks. And so we, 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 um, and then, of course, we need to look for a job. And uh, we continue to spin around and, and look for the right job and, and, and work hard and, and earn money. And perhaps at some point we think, well, I need to start my own thing. I need to look and look to make it to to start a business and so we we start a business and we look to earn money and and and, and uh, accumulate wealth and and then we look to buy a house and then of course we, we buy a house and what happens we need someone to be in the house right so we think oh, all right I need to look for a husband or, I need to look for a wife and and I need to look for the perfect one and so we're looking and we're looking and we're looking and then we may find one and get married and we think right now we're married we need to look to have the perfect marriage. We can't look as if it's anything but perfect, right, so we keep looking and looking and then we get a little bit kind of, oh, we could do with a bit more company in the house, so we look for a dog uh, and, and we get a dog and, and then uh, we think, oh, well, it's time for kids now and if we're blessed enough to have kids, uh, we think, well, I've got to make sure I'm the best parent, I'm not going to make the mistakes my parents made, and so we look to be the best, right? We look to be the perfect parents, and we keep looking. And then we think, all right, well, I'm also a Christian, and so I, may, I need to make sure that I look to be the best Christian I can be. I'm going to turn up, and I'm going to always have a smile on my face. I'm going to seem all together. I'm going to look like I'm really interested in what Father Dan's saying. Uh, you know, and we, we, uh, we, we keep looking, right we keep looking the problem is that nothing is really quite satisfying us so we need to keep looking we need to keep looking and i don't know about you but as i'm walking around as i'm spinning around here i'm starting to feel a little bit queasy i start to feel a little bit sick it's like i'm back on the vomitron right <laughs> I, isn't that true of our lives that we're spinning and we're spinning and we're spinning and and and, and we become sick We carry all kinds of sickness, sickness of fear and worry and anxiety, sickness of burnout. We, we lose our center. We lose our peace in all the spinning, in all the looking. The problem is, the reason why we're not experiencing more of this Easter life is that we're not looking enough in the right direction. We're not looking to Jesus You see, if we only look to Jesus when we come to church on Sundays or at Easter, or, you know, if we only look to Jesus between all the other things we're looking at, or if we only look to Jesus when we need something, then we're never going to live the life that he wants us to live, that he's made available for us. We need to look to Jesus in such a way that he becomes the center of our whole world. He becomes the one thing that everything else revolves around. That's the secret of the saints. They made Jesus their one thing, the center of their universe. When we make Jesus the center of our world, he gives proper meaning to everything else that's going on. Everything else seems to hold together more harmoniously, just like the sun kind of, you know enables everything to sort of hold together. The same is true when Jesus is at the center of our lives. We may still pursue all the other stuff, but we'll find that we're not so dependent on it. We don't have to hold on to it so tightly because Jesus is uh, the, the foundation that we build our life upon not not all that other stuff we find our our security in him we find our purpose and our meaning in and through him when jesus is the center of our life we're able to live with his mind and his heart we'll find that easter life flows through us into everything that we're doing in life but only when he's the center this is what it looks like to be a Christian. There's no other way to be a Christian, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Jesus needs to be at the center. We need to put him at the center of our minds and our hearts and our will, and at the center of our relationships, at the center of our work, of our sexuality, at the, at the center of uh, you know, our struggles. Our struggles. At the center of our worries and our anxieties at the center of our plans at the center of our whole world to look to jesus to put him at the center means that we recognize that he's not just a good teacher that we follow that inspires us but he's our lord he's the ultimate authority of our lives can you say that about jesus if, if you if if you if you can't that's fine <laughs> but it's it's just important that we can we can be honest about that. We can respond to that as an opportunity to be a Christian is to say with paul that it 's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Jesus is my life and so after Easter, our father cam and I are going to be uh, leading a a series for a, a number of weeks and we 're going to be talking about how. As a community of faith, we can put Jesus at the centre of our lives. We're going to be giving different practical uh, ways. But I want to offer this morning just a very everyday discipline uh, that is a start. This is an essential start if we want Jesus to be at the centre of our lives. And it's simply to wake up in the morning and turn your heart to God, turn your heart to Jesus, and, and ask him. God, how can I put you at the center of my life today? Show me what show me. Give me give me give me the plan for today. What is it that you want me to do? Fill me with your love. Give me your heart for people. Give me your wisdom. Give me what I need today to give glory back to you. Something as simple as that. We wake up in the morning, we turn to Jesus. We say, "Give me what I need today. Be at the center. Show me what I need to do that's a great start the more that we do that the better now I'm conscious that there are some with us uh, here today I'm guessing I think it's a fairly good guess uh, either here in our church or, or uh, with us online who have never really made a conscious decision to put Jesus at the center of, of their life of your life Maybe you've been coming to Mass for years and you've just never, I don't know, you've just never really in your heart thought, all right, I'm going to make that decision. And what I want to assure you of is that if you make that decision, you can still be perfectly normal, right? (laughs) I promise you, it's not going to take away anything of who you are, anything of what you really value. It's just going to bring out the very best in you. That's what Jesus does. So, I want to give us all an opportunity today. Maybe you've never made that decision. It's an opportunity for you, just in your heart, to make that decision. Maybe something I've said today has resonated with you and you think, I want that life. Well, it's, it can be as simple the start, the start is, is as simple as making the decision. Perhaps there are other of you here who have been on the journey for a long time and you think, well, I'm not sure I'm really plugged into this Easter life. Maybe I need to make that decision again. So here's an opportunity for you. And what I want to invite you to do is simply just repeat, it's got a very short prayer. Just repeat after me. Uh, you might say it vocally if you're a little timid or a little shy or you don't want to seem strange uh, to those around you, you just echo this in your heart. So I invite you if you like, if you wanted to pray this prayer, maybe just close your eyes. And repeat after me, Jesus, thank you for giving your life so that I can be free. I look to you now and I give to you all my sin. I receive your gift of new life. I ask that you would fill my mind with your truth and transform my heart to be like yours so that you will always be at the centre of my life and I may always follow your way. Thank you for this new day. Amen. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.